Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here your host, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Australia. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, International Excellence Coach from America. Hi, Daisy. Hi, my dear friend down under. It's so exciting to see you. And it's so good to have you here and to be able to co-create another wonderful episode. And in the meantime, I am celebrating inside and out. I know that you already over the celebration last night, your time, because for you, it's already Tomorrowland. But I wonder, do you want to share with the audience what just happened? Yes, I would love to share what Please. just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's for you guys. We entered into the Australian Oz Mumpreneur Awards for 2021. And last night we won the bronze medal, Women Who Will Change the World. So <laughs> it's super, super exciting to be acknowledged and to be awarded and some recognition like that for what we're doing is great. And this is awesome because I did not even know about this Oz Mompreneurs so that they existed until Kathy informed me a few weeks ago. And she said, oh, by the way, we are finalists. And I said, oh, oh, OK. And she said, oh, get ready to celebrate. I said, OK, I'm ready. <laughs> and this morning when I got up and I opened my phone, there was a message from Kathy and it was a video message and she's there with a bunch of friends of hers and they're all saying, hi, Daisy, and yay! And they were screaming and it was so beautiful. <laughs> it really made my day. I thought of making it a point to just watch this video now for one week every morning when I get up because it's really priming. It's very important that we know these tools and that we're using them so that we can better our days because when the when we perceive our days as better, then we will perform better and we will be able to bring more service into the world and serve better and make this world a better place as Kathy and I are doing it since over a year and a half. Yes. 100%. That was super awesome. And we're very grateful. And we do dedicate that to you guys, our listeners, because this is all for you guys. It's all for you. So today we're going to talk about a subject that you've spoken quite a lot about in several episodes, uh, but we haven't featured it. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to speak about curiosity. Okay. Curiosity. Yes. Very important. Yes. So you do speak about it enough. And mm -hmm. what I've picked up on is that it's a really great tool that we should be using to make sure that we are, make sure we're on track, make sure that we're living our best lives. So curiosity, how do we use it as a tool, Daisy? Well, I appreciate you throwing at me another topic. So curiosity, I believe there's two main aspects why it is so important. First of all, we were born with it. It's not something that we needed to be taught because when we were little babies and then we found that little corner of our blanket and then we tasted if it's quite nice and sucky, 
<laughs> I don't know if this word exists at all. And then we found our fists, we found our toes and we were so amazed and we were happy about it. And then later on through conditioning, we unlearned curiosity because then some adults in our environment or our caretakers, they may have said, well, don't ask questions. Oh, now don't ask me again. Just shut up. It really depends on the quality of people that raise us, not quality of people by IQ, but by emotional intelligence. If they clipped our wings off, because now here's the thing. When we look at Albert Einstein or Thomas Edison, they gained their successes by their curiosity. If Thomas Edison would have not been curious after failing 98 times with his light bulb thingy experiment, then he would not have tried to do it another time and another time when he then finally got it right. So it is curiosity at the end that really is a big driver. And I believe it's very important to acknowledge that we were born with it. My point is curiosity is extremely important because something happens to it. So when we are born, we're born with a huge potential. And then something happens, which clips our wings. It conditions us. It puts us into boxes, puts labels on us. They say, no, you're too small. You're too old. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too white. You're too blonde. You're too brown eyed. You're too, I don't even know, too fast. You're too slow. You're too South African. You're too Australian. You're too Asian or so forth. So all these limiting beliefs then sicker in sooner or later then we learn somewhat that we are not good enough and we accept that to be true, which is at the end of the day, by my humble thought and experience, not true at all. And then the potential we were born with is just absolutely shrunk. Hmm? So when we look at it, we're born, huge potential, and then comes conditioning. It shrinks us, makes us smaller, puts us into boxes or frames sticks labels on us. And then we believe that curiosity, oh no, why would I be curious about it? No. Then we are already in this daily pattern, in the habits, and we run our day just as I did yesterday, I do tomorrow, and I know exactly in a year from now, I'm going to do the same routine. And then we are so used to that, that our bodies almost become addicted to these routines and anything and everything that would be out of that routine may even appear as a threat. Now, with curiosity, we can reverse that. When we awaken our childlike curiosity again, hmm, then we open up a whole new world of new possibilities. Hmm? Yeah, I love that. And it is super important to remember that this is something that we were born with. I think it's an instinct, like a way to survive. Mm-hmm. Curiosity would have been instrumental in the caveman days in our survival, just as much as the other reptilian brain sort of responses also helped us survive, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an age-old human trait. And I think it's really sad that we condition ourselves out of it. We do that in the school system, particularly, I think, by taking away, instead of teaching kids how to learn, we're just throwing stuff at them 
look, I'm just talking about the Australian school system that I went through, but now they just throw this work at them and get them to memorise it. And they, they kind of have clipped the curiosity wings. And that was my experience at school. It wasn't until I was an adult and went back later to get a higher education that the curiosity was encouraged again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you had to think laterally, you had to analyse things, you had to write papers and it was a whole different way. But they have not prepared you for that. I really noticed that all your younger years in school do this style of learning and then suddenly you get to university and you're expected to learn a completely different way, think a completely different way answer everything a completely different way. And in the meantime, you've had no life experience to even apply to these educational programs. So I certainly think that society needs to have a good hard look at itself in some certain areas because we are killing off some of the best parts about ourselves in amongst our social constructs. And I hate to see it. I really do. You know how I feel about social norms, Daisy. Mm -hmm, I do. And I'm totally with you. I truly wholeheartedly agree with you. Yes, I'm not sure if society will be able to have a closer look at themselves. I believe it must happen on the individual level. And when the individuals in the society that build up society have taken inventory subjective inventory of themselves and then go back out into society. Now that is when change happens. If someone would come in here and said, okay, so now all members of society must change this way or the other way. I'm not sure that this is really easy to accomplish. I mean, the change to accomplish Because you see it now that there are so many things that some governments are trying to force upon us. And you see there is a rebellion going on, which I personally appreciate, especially when it's not for our benefits. And I'm very cautious how I'm (laughs) expressing myself here when it's something that's unhealthy. So change to many people may appear as danger. Hmm? Anything and everything out of the norm may appear as a threat. That is also why in social norms, oh, this is so different, so it must be dangerous. So, but now when we have a look at how we can create changes to the societal norms, it is also, I do believe, partially very important that we reinstall and reignite curiosity in others. So instead of judging someone who may appear out of the norm, or somebody is doing something out of the norm, instead of judging it, oh no, that's stupid. No, have a look. So let me ask you this, sir or ma'am or dear neighbor or friend or family member. Can you help me understand what's the reason that you're doing it this way? I'd like to understand. Because only then I will be able to learn their point of view. So there already some bonding can happen if we both want to. And then an exchange can happen. And therefore, my genie (laughs) that we all have between our ears, because we are all brain owners, we are not all brain users yet. But that's what I'm working on to help people to really volunteer and let me become a brain user as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I love that. I think it's a super important skill. And I think it also, we should point out that it goes hand in hand with observation. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. Haha, <laughs> last episode from last week. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, now curiosity, I believe the more aware we are through our five senses, that we are observing through our five senses, then we may even dare to be more curious. Because what's the worst case scenario when I sniff on a food that I never ate before? What's the worst case? Well, I take a nose full. You won't like it. Yeah. And I may don't like it. And then exhale. And then I take another breath of fresh air. So that's the worst case scenario. I'm not saying, okay, touch one of these funny fish when you're diving because it could be deadly. I'm not talking about that, but the curiosity also, it activates our mind. It's almost like gymnastics or going to a fitness center for the brain Mm -hmm. because then new novices are born. That's really how they call them Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the brain. New novices are born and then they can wire because they fire. And when they fire, they wire together. So that's how we can learn something new. Now, when we are curious to learn something new instead of prejudging it, prejudice, wildly used around the globe. And then when we can remain curious and say, oh, okay, so let me try it. Let me try it this way. I'm not talking about jumping off the roof, trying to defeat gravity. I'm not speaking about that, but okay. So what happens if I, today I'm using a different cup or today, instead of getting up and doing my morning routine, maybe let me change things up. That's also part of curiosity, because only when we dare, hmm, we will have new experiences. When we have new experiences, our life becomes more rich and full. When our life is more rich and full, we are more likely to decide what we like and what we don't like, instead of having prejudice from the get-go. Yes, I like that. And I would agree there's far too much prejudice in the world, but that's probably another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, probably. (laughs) Yes. It's super interesting, isn't it? We talk about so many different things on these episodes and a lot of our instinctive traits and skills that we're born with, like this one, we condition out of ourselves. And then a lot of the negative things we talk about, we condition ourselves into them. What are we doing? Yes. (laughs) What are we doing to ourselves? Like, seriously? (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. Now, I am not sure in the beginning, though, in development as a child, that we are conditioning ourselves out of curiosity. I do believe it's the environment. Yes. That just makes sense because we're so young. Yes. That's not something you would choose to do yourself. You wouldn't even know to do that to yourself. It's definitely societal structures and the people around us and their conditioning. Yeah. Yes. What well, is the consequence of their conditioning, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I believe that curious parents raise more curious children. That makes sense. Curious teachers will educate children in ways where their curiosity may remain alive and vivid and enjoyable. Hmm? I remember a cute little story. And I really found it fascinating because I did not know of the many experiments that they did in my son's school when he was still in high school. And I was really fascinated. So he was there in Switzerland attending school. So it was in the mountains, not the highest, not the top, but they had a ski lift there. 
And what they did, they, for example, where they were, I don't even remember what it was, 1600 meters high or 1800 meters high, I forgot. And they had the ski lift going there. So they boiled a pot of water. They entered the ski lift and went up the mountain and figured out, okay, so what's the temperature of boiling water where we enter the lift? Mm? And mm. what's the temperature up there and the water boils again or still? Because how interesting is it to know, I believe that many people may not be aware of that, that boiling water temperature, so when the water starts boiling, depends on how high you are above sea level. How interesting. Now imagine when they teach children that, does that make sense? I'm sorry. <laughs> hang on. Are you saying <laughs> Are you saying that the boiling point of water changes according to altitude? Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm racking my head for my science classes back in the day and I don't remember that one. That's super interesting. I'm not sure if it was maybe a main topic, but maybe it was there in that particular school because they were in the mountains and they were going up and down the ski lift. And so that they then also see what happens to their bodies, <laughs> their blood flow. So, for example, another thing that has to do with altitude, many athletes, some of them I worked with, they go up high the mountains and swim in the Olympic pools up there on 2000 meters oh yes and then they come down and they have a higher performance so because it's a different pressure and so forth that's because the oxygen uh-huh but now you see yeah now you are an open-minded human being and you said oh wait a minute oh i don't recall that you see so you're curious definitely well first i wanted to make sure i heard right got that <laughs> pinned down and yes well i am curious now i'm gonna go and look it up after we finish because that's super interesting to me i didn't realize that the boiling point shifted without a children i want to know why <laughs> the temperature of when water boils is different i know but why would that change according to altitude that doesn't compute i need to know the answer now <laughs> i'm so glad you see now what comes with curiosity is inspiration. Inspiration, yes. So when I can inspire you, you see what happens here. We're just talking about a kid that was at the time 13 years old, who happens to be my son and who came home in one of the breaks and he told me, oh yeah, mom, and we did this, we did that. They did all kind of funny things. And maybe one day when you speak again with my son, then maybe you can ask him about a few different experiments. They made very funny experiments with flies and Coca-Cola and I don't even know. So very interesting, really surprising stories. And I think it is important that we inspire one another. Now, here's how we can do it. It's not to be forced. The moment I force you, I'm killing your curiosity most mm. of the time, unless you're so fearful that you want to comply and you want to remain love because, oh, what happens if Daisy stops loving me when I'm not remaining curious? But then we already killed it again. Hmm? It must be something free. Curiosity is free. So I'm curious. So how's that working? How's that? How does it function? How can I make it better? Now, the more curious we are, I believe the richer our life, the fuller, and the more likely I will ignite curiosity in someone else. Yeah. Because it also comes down then to passion. When I'm passionate about something, and I just had that last week, I had a client of mine and she just super, super, extremely against the word passion. 
because I asked her in a session one-on-one, I said, so what are you passionate about? Nothing. So what does passion mean to you? Well, passion's not good. I don't want any passion in my life because somehow it connected in her that high passion, there's also pain involved. How interestingly. So now, therefore, she does not want passion. Now I'm sitting outdoors one evening around the campfire. My son made a beautiful fire on the beach and we were sitting there. And then I just look up the sky and this epiphany happens to me. So I'm writing my client because she's in a different time zone than I. So she's almost opposite of my time zone. And I'm writing to her and I say, oh, it just popped into my mind. That's what I believed I typed. Well, I made a mishap and I accidentally typed two O's instead of one. (laughs) (laughs) So my client gets back at me. It was early morning, her time. And she writes back to me, oh, you just cracked me up, Daisy. Something pooped in your brain. (laughs) Something pooped in your mind. So it was really hilarious. I didn't even realize the typo because I was so excited about passion. Because here's what I realized. Passion, pass, I, on. It is something that I feel so strongly about that I feel like passing it on. Passion. Pass I on. Mm? And ever since she's really befriending the word passion, and she's also befriending the idea of passion or maybe being passionate about something in her life. Now, you see, I needed to come creatively up with an idea to ignite her curiosity to think about a word that she somewhat does not like, no matter the reasons. And now she's curious again. So, ah, okay. So hmm, if it is something I feel strongly about that I want to pass on, for example, in her case, it's integrity, helping others, serving others, doing good in the world. Hmm? So, and now she becomes more curious towards ways so she can be more creative about how she's going <laughs> to pass it on, pass I on, passion, to have passion in her life. I love the word play and I love how that was disruptive against her normal pattern of thinking enough to make her want to take a second look at it. Mm-hmm. That's really clever to do that. And I wonder how much we do that to ourselves. We've got had a bad experience and we associate it with a word and a word that represents something that should be meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like a life without passion kind of sounds sad to me. And how often do we cut ourselves off from things that should be amazing because we've associated this bad experience with it instead of just healing and moving past it? Well, but here's the thing. I think that's also very important. Now, I cannot force someone to be curious. Go and look there. Look here. Why are you so blinded and why are you so stubborn? No, all I can do is awaken the curiosity by inviting them and inspiring them to experience something new. Mm. Mm. So curiosity is huge. And we probably are not even aware of the magnitude yet. Mm. But so many things are possible when we are curious. Now, I give you one more example that is probably something that many of our listeners can relate to. When problems occur, when there's crisis, many people have the tendency to speak about the crisis over and over and over and over again, which does not bring change. Now, when I'm curious, 
then I may look what's behind the crisis, what caused the crisis, what are the opportunities within the crisis, what are possibilities out of the crisis, how can I prevent it from happening again to prevent another crisis. So you see, now, when we are fear-based, though, meaning the reptilian switched on, I call it the reptilian brain, not I invented that word or this expression, it's the brainstem, the oldest part in our brains that reptiles have too. That's where the expression comes from. But when we are in that mode, in that fight, flight or freeze mode, when it's absolutely about basic survival, our curiosity is really not important to survive. When in society, fear is broadly used to stop you from being curious. Do not ask questions, accept what is. Because if not, then I just give you a little more fear so that you automatically stop thinking and be curious and creative. Hmm? I just want to clarify that for the listeners. What Daisy is saying is that when you go into a state of fear, you've switched on that reptilian brain and then other things like curiosity are not available to us because we're in survival mode. So what's happening right now with the world in a state of mass fear is quite possibly to keep us out of our curiosity. So we don't ask questions about what's going on. Not that we want to talk about that, but it's a good point that when you're in a state of fear or when your reptilian brain is switched on, we lose access to the higher emotions and capabilities. That's right. The genius left frontal lobe is not accessible. Thank you for describing what I meant. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate. <laughs> you just call me the daisy whisperer. Yes, that's true. Oh, you didn't say that since a while. You haven't said that since a while. Love it. So now I'm not saying maybe it's happening on purpose. Maybe it's happening by accident. Maybe it's just happening randomly from time to time, let's say every hundred years. So when we look at history, nevertheless, when we step out of that fear through curiosity, you see, because curiosity can be a vehicle out. Yeah, I can see that. So when I search for more information, I keep something alive within me. I keep my mind active. I'm observing new ideas. Maybe there are other possibilities, other opportunities. It also brings some excitement. And we are most likely to not consider life as boring when we're curious. Because even if I, let's say, have nothing to do for the next one week, which would be a miracle, but let's say I can still walk up and down my driveway and look at the rocks that I have there and find beauty in every single one of them. Maybe I take my magnifying glasses or put it under a microscope or I look at the leaves how that little coconut that fell off the coconut palm and now the coconut that fell off naturally without any human interference, it starts growing. It's going to be a new coconut. And now I can be curious. Maybe I'm going to plant it. Maybe I'm going to gift it away. Where would be a good place for it? You see, it brings life. There's so much we can wonder about. There's so much beauty in this world. When we remain curious. Put so well, Daisy. Thank you once again. 
<laughs> Thank you. I think, yes, I like that. I like reawakening because I think we all were a little bit shut down. No kidding. When we're forced through the school system. <laughs> if you weren't forced through the school system, count your blessings. I'm sure that you're <laughs> super curious. I did have my son in an alternate school system for one year and it was really interesting how differently they taught. Yeah, I guess... It comes back to deciding what the best choice for you and your family is. And we're here to help you with the tools to do that. So up to you as to what you do with them, guys. We're going to wrap up our episode right here. Thank you so much for another amazing discussion. Daisy, thank you to all of our listeners for your time and for sharing our podcast. We appreciate you so much. And don't forget that award is for you guys. That's it from us today. We'll see you next week with another awesome episode. We are Bold and Blonde mindset evolution and thank you so much for all your support thank you thank you for tuning in to the bald and blonde mindset evolution podcast if you love what you're hearing please subscribe to our podcast in our show notes you find the link to our facebook group where you can personally connect with daisy and kathy and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.